Welcome to another episode of Sports and Discourse with your host, Derek Stevenson. And on today's episode, um, we got to talk about this dominant victory over Alabama. And first of all, I just want to say this is the team that I've been waiting for. Um, what's up, Andrew? They put it together on both sides of the court and this is what, you know, this is the scary team that we thought that we was going to be getting from the jump. And it took them a while. They they still learning how to play defense. They still got a lot of improvement. But this is a little glimpse of what they can become. And I'm not going to lie. Um, I hate when Calipari, when he says things like, we're built for March and this and that. But he may be on to something because they starting to, I'm starting to get this feeling where like maybe they might turn the corner and it was really good to see uh, Edwards really finally have his game where he made his mark. Um, Andrew said best win since Kansas. Yeah, it was, that was an impressive, like they were dominant in this game and that's what I wanted to see them just be dominant the whole entire game, just playing good on both sides of the ball. But, if we really look at, you know, the stats, it goes back to what we've been saying all year. When they move the ball, when they get 20-plus assists, they just play really well on offense. And they, I think they had about 23 tonight. Let me check. I think they had, like, 23 assists and 10 turnovers. And normally when they do something close to that ballpark of numbers, they usually play good on offense. But what, um, what I was impressed with on the defensive end was – they had um, seven blocks, they had 11 steals, and they forced 16 turnovers. So when we get them playing like that on the defensive side of the ball, man, it, it just – they could be a scary team. And um, this is the team that we that we thought we was getting. This is what, what the team is going to look like if they put it together. And if they play like this, I feel like we can play with anybody in the country. It's just um, a matter of – them being able to consistently do this because you're going to have to be able to do this five, six games in a row if you want to win this tournament. So hopefully, um, you know, the consistency uh, uh, just start getting a little better. And um, this is what we have to look forward to for the rest of the season. Great win. Hope we can learn to play that way against physical teams. Yeah. Um, we got to be able to do this, to play this way, to play this style of basketball, no matter who, the opponent is and obviously we we backed ourselves into a corner because we let a whole lot of winnable games slip away from us uh earlier in the season just like last um when was that Wednesday we played uh LSU that was a winnable game that we let slip away from us so we have to make sure that we handle business from here on out because we even even if we went out the rest of the season we're gonna probably have a tough tournament that we're gonna have to play and you know that that's on them because they put themselves in that position by letting some uh, games slip away that they should have had in the bag but um I just want to see them continue to play this way and close the season out this way and, and just make something happen like do something we gotta 
we gotta we gotta spark something to to continue to uh you know move forward and we got to get through this sec tournament into the ncaa tournament and we got to get out of the first weekend after i seen them play lsu i said i don't know if these guys are going to make it out of the first weekend um i was i was starting to lose a lot of confidence to be honest with you but i'm glad that, to see them come back and be able to put a game together like this but i just have to see more consistency edwards was amazing tonight um yeah man and uh, earlier in the season, I kept going with Calipari because everybody was like, why does Calipari keep playing this guy? And I kept saying just the potential because, um, like, I, I had been saying that I think he has the most upside of any of the players just because he has decent height, he's athletic, um, he looks like he could become a good defender, could become an okay shooter. So to me, he kind of seemed like the best pro prospect, but he was just playing so bad. And eventually I had to just be like, look, Calipari, you got to sit him. Um, but Calipari just kept on giving him a chance, kept on giving him a chance. And he finally looked like he figured something out tonight. I just hope that this wasn't just like a fluke one-time thing. I hope that he um, can, you know, can build off of this to it. And, and I'm not saying that he got it. Let me see. What, what was his final stats? Um, he ended up with uh, 28 points. I mean, I'm not saying you got to have 28 points every night, but if we can just get a solid 12 to 14 out of you every game, if I know every time Edwards gets on the court, he can give us 14, like I'll be happy with that. Like I'll be, you know, I just live with whatever results come with that. Um, it's just, it was hard. It was frustrating to watch a guy with so much talent and you just see him not giving you anything, just having bad games night after night and playing extended minutes. Now, if you coming off the bench and you, you know, rarely getting to play, then we ain't really expecting much out of you. But if you playing 15 to 20 plus minutes a game and even some games, 30 minutes, like we got to have something from you. And um, he just showed you a, a glimpse of what he can do. So, um, you know, Fortunately and unfortunately, he's created an expectation and, and I hope to see, you know, him improve. Uh, like I said, I don't I don't expect you to get 28 every night, but I expect you to at least be able to give us a nice 12 to 14. Like that's all we need. Like just, you know, be impactful in some way, shape or form. And, and I'm not even necessarily saying you got to score. Um, you know, look at Reed Shepard. Reed Shepard gave us eight points. And you might look at it and be like, oh, well, that's not really a lot. But he's going to consistently give us the eight points every single game. But along with the eight points, he also gave us six rebounds and six assists. So he may not have filled it up completely offensively with the points, but he still was contributing. He still was making plays for other people. He still was playing hard on defense. So, you know, we just get something similar like that out of Edwards. You know, that would be great for us. Um, now let's talk about Big Z. Uh Big Z came back alive tonight and he's another one the same way. Um, you know, his first game, he looked like he was, you know, poised to become the number one draft pick. Um, I thought he was going to be doing this every single night. I thought he was going to become one of the most dominant players in college. And then I don't know what happened, but um, he just 
completely went away. Uh, I don't know if Calipari was angry with him because he wasn't working hard. I had heard all of these rumors. I heard rumors that he wasn't practicing for like a couple weeks. Um, so I guess maybe he was in Calipari's doghouse. Calipari probably was challenging him. And tonight he seemed like finally, um, you know, he accepted the challenge because he played well tonight. 18.6 rebounds. And if we can get somewhere close to that every night from Big Z, um, it's going to just make this team so much better because Big Z is such a versatile player. Like he has so much ability. He can stretch the floor. He can play a little bit around the basket. Yes, I get it. He's not very physical. Um, he's got to get a little bit stronger. He's got to He's got to mix it up a little bit more, but he still has so many natural gifts. He is a true stretch big man um, that can handle the ball a little bit, can dunk in traffic and different things like that. So we need uh, Big Z to really wake up and get busy. Big Z and uh, Edwards playing like this, along with, you know, Rob Dillingham and Reed Shepard and Reeves and Trey Mitchell. Um, if we can get those guys, even the dude Thero, we could get those guys consistently all to bring something to the table each night. Like we are going to be in good shape, but we will be able to contend with most teams that we play. It's just a matter of, are we going to be able to get it? Uh, you know, are, are these guys going to step up every single game? But I, overall, man, this was really uh this was an impressive victory. It ain't really too much bad to say about tonight. Um, like I said, when they put one of these together where they just dominate on both ends of the court, it's just kind of scary to think of what they can be like, what they can become in March. Because um, right now, you know, it pretty much looks like UConn is one of the best, if not the best team, even though I know I think they got beat last week or maybe it was earlier this week. I can't remember, but they lost one recently. But still, overall, they look like probably the best team. Um, but everybody else is kind of mid, you know, mid-range, middle of the pack. And um, I feel like Kentucky could, you know, they could leap over some of these teams, maybe not record-wise. They might not be able to catch certain teams, but they could still probably – uh you know, end up being a better team than a lot of these teams that are ranked ahead of them. If they can, you know, put it together like this, they could give us multiple nights like this. We could be good. Ref started calling some ticky tack fouls today. Yeah. You know, um, a lot of, a lot of the times we, you know, we've had some games this season where the, the refereeing has, or the officiating has been kind of inconsistent and you know it just kind of goes back and forth it's like sometimes they let the guys play physical some sometimes they they kind of holding the you know the players back a little bit and they backing everybody off of each other so it's just one of those things where I feel like probably the rest of the season for sure um this is what they're gonna have to deal with one minute it could be a very physical game the next minute um you might have to play a little bit less aggressive so I feel like you're going to just have to learn how to adapt at any given time. You're going to have to adjust to what the style of the game is, what the flow is. So, you know, it's it's a good test to see how, you know, how teams can adjust and, you know, how they can how they can read the game and and keep themselves out of foul trouble and play aggressive when it's, you know, when it's necessary. Um 
So it'd be a good test for him. But I feel like it's been uh, pretty consistent or pretty inconsistent all season with the referees. Alabama scored in the paint a lot early. I was worried, but we stepped up the defense. Yeah, um, Alabama actually, you know, Alabama played bad tonight, but Alabama, you know, they a solid team. They was ranked 13th, and um, they got some decent-sized kids. So, yeah, Al- Alabama is still one of those teams that, you know, if we ended up playing them in the SEC tournament, you know, I, I would still not take Alabama lightly at all. At this point in the season, I'm not taking nobody uh, lightly. I'm not looking past any game because Kentucky has showed me that they can beat the best teams in the country and they can lose to some teams that aren't necessarily great teams. So because Kentucky's been so inconsistent, I don't look past any team. Um, Everybody is a serious game for this team because you just don't know what you're going to get. We've shown that we can lose at home this year uh and we you know we 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 won a couple of tough road games we lost uh some winnable home games so it's 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 just kind of you know at this point i don't really i don't really know what team is going to show up but if they if this team shows up i'm i'm confident that that they can get it done against pretty much anybody and hopefully they starting to realize it and they starting to figure it out. And like I said, it irks me kind of when Calipari makes those statements, um, those used car salesman statements, we're built for March and all of this stuff. But um, hopefully uh, this team is built for March. So we'll see. How about Rob shot at the end against LSU? I know we lost, but that was clutch. Yeah. Uh, Rob is one of those guys that Rob, you know, like I said earlier in, in the year, or maybe I even said in the summertime, uh, Rob is just one of those guys that he just can explode. And he, when he gets going, um, he kind of almost unstoppable on offense. Um, yeah, he still got a lot to learn. Sometimes he still got to make some better decisions here and there. But uh, when he gets it going, he pretty much can get you a shot against anybody and get a quality shot. Um, that's one thing we can't count on yet. You know, moving forward, he definitely got to work on his defense and things like that, but eventually he's going to be a pretty solid offensive player. We all, we all pretty much know that, um, every time he steps on the court, he's going to give us his, uh, you know, his 12 to 14 points a game. We can pretty much book it. Duke lost, but there's a bad note on that loss. I'm glad, uh, Duke lost the way forward to wake forest yeah uh i i i mean i'm not gonna lie to you every time duke loses um it's a joy to me because i don't have to hear a lot of their fans trolling me um when we lost to lsu we had the meltdown a lot of the duke fans came from my head so um i definitely was uh I was feeling really good after they lost. And then when I seen what Kentucky was doing to Alabama, I said it's going to be a pretty good night for me because um, I'm about to let some of them uh, Duke fans hear it. I'm about to to give them some business all night long, actually. This is why I continue to believe in this team. I do understand the frustration, 
But let's enjoy the team and embrace the process. Dominated the best offense in the country. Yeah, what they say, uh, Alabama was averaging like, what was it, like 93 or 94 points a game, something like that. Um, and Kentucky, Kentucky was averaging like 89. So Kentucky was a good offense. I think they were the third-ranked offense in the country. Uh, but Alabama definitely, um, you know, they was getting buckets. So to see them, and I'm, and I mean – Look, Alabama still ended up scoring 95 points. So they still did what they did, but they just it never really felt like they had a chance to actually win the game. And um it just seemed like a you know, especially in the first half cuz they only scored 42 in the first half and Kentucky almost scored 60. It just seemed like um you know, Alabama never really had a shot even though technically they still did put up a, a really nice amount of points. But it's just Kentucky. Um, Kentucky just went to another level offensively tonight. And um, I think they said, uh, I think if I remember correctly, Kentucky had like 104 points with like eight minutes left. So Kentucky was rolling. They, they Kentucky was was getting busy for sure. But um. If you look at it, uh, we had Justin Edwards with 28, Reeves with 24. Then uh, Thero gave us 12, um, Big Z 18, Rob 16, Shepard with another 8. So um, it was just actually uh, when we get that many guys that's contributing, Kentucky is going to be hard to beat. Um, 13 threes, yeah. Can, we can, let me see what they shot. Uh, Kentucky's three-point percentage was 54%. Um, that was 13 for 24. So, when can, and, and we know all year Kentucky's been one of the best three-point shooting teams. So, you know, when, when they get hot, they get real hot. Um, they, you know, overall, their whole entire shooting percentages was good all night. They shot 63% from the field. Like I just said, 54% from three. And 84% from the free throw line. So, um, man, they just played really well. Uh, they had 28 total rebounds. It's pretty decent. Nine offensive rebounds. So they gave themselves, you know, a couple of chances for some um, second chance points. Uh, but like I said, the, the main thing for me is I love to see them go over 20 assists a game. They had 24 and um, low turnovers, which 10. I mean, obviously, I'd like to see them lower than that. But, you know, 24 and 10 is, is is you know, they moving the ball and they getting everybody involved. So, I was loving it. Um, Reed gives you a, a stat sheet full points, steals, rebounds, and assists. Yeah, that's, that's one of the main things I like about Reed is you know, he might not, you know, like tonight he didn't score double digits, but he had more than 10 points worth of impact on the court. Um, he's always, he's got great hands. He always getting his hands in there to bother somebody on defense. He's, you know, he's knocking the ball away from people. He's shooting in the passing lanes, getting steals. Then he's crashing the glass. Um, you know, he's giving assist out. Like, he just playing the whole total game, man. So, Reed is just one of those guys. He's like a, a strong utility player, man. He's just going to always be doing something positive for the team. So, 
yeah, he don't always have to go for big offensive numbers, but he's going to have big impact no matter what. Big Z had too good of a first game. Z does not, he does not uh, play great. All right, he does great in non-physical games. Yeah, um, that that might be uh, Big Z's weakness is that when when stuff gets physical, uh, he might shrink a little bit. But um, in games like this, he definitely uh, gets busy. But you know. I think he just he got to get used to it, and the, the same with Bradshaw, man. And I feel bad because Bradshaw is not really getting the minutes anymore. Like in the beginning, when he first came back, he was getting you know a lot of opportunity, and now uh, Anyenzo just playing better. And then with you know Big Z coming in and doing what he d did today, uh, it's just not going to leave much um, playing time for Bradshaw. But Bradshaw and Big Z's weakness is definitely a uh, physicality um but hopefully you know they learning and they're getting more used to it they're getting better and they uh can figure out how to play against that because that so far that that seems to be the biggest weakness of kentucky this year is when they play physical team uh, you know they get treated like they're soft um i ain't gonna say they soft because i know they got some tough-minded guys they got some competitors on the team but they definitely get pushed around and uh, moved out the way like they are soft. Uh, but I feel like, um, you know, hopefully the, they can learn from those games and be more prepared when they play physical teams uh, the rest of the season. Big Z has been sick. Yeah, that makes a little sense then. I I knew something had been wrong with Big Z because um, it just didn't make any sense because his minutes went down. Uh, his effort seemed to go down. So I didn't know what was going on with Big Z. But if he's been sick, you know, hopefully uh, hopefully he's better now. And hopefully he'll be able to continue to give us uh, this type of production for the rest of the season. Can't wait for Tennessee at Tennessee. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what they do now. Like I said, um, we gotta we gotta pretty much try to get every single game for the rest of the year if we can. I know it's that's asking a lot, um, and it probably won't happen. Uh, they might end up losing ten games, um, but still, uh, I can't wait to see what adjustments they make and if they play better against Tennessee uh, the second time around. Um, it's gonna be tough. Uh, it's always the road games are always gonna be tough. Um, they have been all year for pretty much every college team. It just seems like a lot of teams have been getting busted when they uh, travel this year. Um, like I said, unfortunately for us, we gave up a couple of games at home that we should have won. But I, yeah, I'm, I can't wait to see what they do against Tennessee the second time. Hope hopefully they they pull it out and get the W, man, because. Uh, I don't want to lose two times in one year to Tennessee for sure. If Thero and Edwards keep hitting threes, we bring it home number nine. I hope so. Um, but like I said, I I probably been the most impressed with Thero's development um, because Reeves pretty much doing what he was showing start at the end of the season last year. Reeves was starting to come into his own. He was starting to, you know, put up the the better numbers here and there. 
So I kind of figured Reeves is going to average 20 plus or be able to consistently score 20 this year. So I'm not really as impressed with his development as I am Thero because I really didn't know what to expect. Um, but Thero definitely, uh, you know, I appreciate that he worked hard and he worked his way into the starting lineup and he's pretty much cemented himself as one of the best players on the team that has to be on the court. Um, and I don't think that they can win a championship without Thero playing well because Thero is sort of kind of, He's sort of like Reed Shepard to me when I say like a a super utility player because it's not that he's going to do one thing great every single night, but he might do a lot of different things, you know, at a mid-level, but overall impact the game a lot um, just by being all over the place, whether it be scoring points, whether it be blocking shots, um, playing defense, rebounding, steals, making some passes here and there. Um, so, you know, big shouts out to a dude uh, for his play. And Edwards, man, I just, like I said, I've been waiting all season. I know we all have been waiting all season for Edwards to put one together like this. Um, and we was we was giving up. Most of us had given up on Edwards. Um, I thought Edwards... Edwards was going to be one of those that I look back on him and say, because like I said, I think he's going to eventually figure it out and be an okay professional. Um, May take three to five years, but I think eventually he's going to be a solid pro, but he was going to be one of those ones where we look back and be like, man, we didn't get anything out of him. That's what I was starting to, to feel like. And, and, and we might end up looking back at Bradshaw that way. Um, cause I think he's kind of the same way. Like I think at some point Bradshaw, when he gets some, you know, some weight on him and just gets, you know, more repetition under his belt, I think he's going to end up being a good professional. So, um, you know, even though he's been sort of disappointing so far, but Edwards, um, it was really good to see him break out of it, man. And just have himself a ball game. And like I said, hopefully, um, Hopefully he just continues to uh, to grow and develop and his confidence goes up and um, he's just able to give us that for the rest of the season because, man, there's been – there's been if you look back at some of those games where we lost and you just think, like, if we just had one more person that was giving us anything, like a few of those games we could have brought, probably brought home. Uh, and he was, you know, some of the ones that we lost earlier in the season when he was getting so many minutes – he could have been a difference maker. So hopefully, um, you know, he's ready to turn up for the rest of the season. I stand with Cal and the cats. Yeah. Uh, like I said, Cal, Cal is one of those coaches that just, you know, he makes those little comments and he, the fans just it irritates the fans. And, and I, I'm a big Cal supporter, but even sometimes it gets me. And with this team, I was just, I was starting to go the other way because I was just getting frustrated. Uh, because I just was expecting him to be better. So when he made the comments about being built for March, that that was super annoying to me. So I gotta I gotta give everybody credit. I gotta give the coaching staff. I gotta give the players everybody credit for the way they bounced back because they should definitely should have won against LSU. They definitely shouldn't uh, have lost the lead like that. 
Um, but I'm glad that it didn't bring them down too far that they couldn't bounce back because I was worried if they lost two in a row, like I just thought it was going to get so ugly that we wouldn't even be able to salvage it. And, and like I said, we still ain't safe yet. Like we still got a lot of work to do. We still got to win the rest of these games because we going to, I don't know if it's even possible for us to get a good seed anymore, but we got to try to do the best we can. Um, we got to try to take care of what we can take care of and then just see how it plays out selection Sunday. But, um, let's see. Mississippi, Mississippi state on the road won't be easy. Yeah. Like I said earlier, I am, I'm not taking no teams lightly anymore this season. Um, I'm not looking past anybody, everybody. I'm treating them the same way. Um, like they the number one team in the country because we have to approach the games with that mentality, with that mindset. And I hope, I hope that's how the players are looking at it. Like, I hope that they are hyper-focused on each individual short-term goal, which is one game at a time. So got to just take it slowly and get our way, you know, walk our way into March and, uh, then try and make some noise in this tournament. We never know what we get from this team. It's always up and down. They never can be consistent because obviously they're young, right? Yeah, unfortunately, um, unfortunately, that is the problem. Is just they so young, and when you depending on them, they still trying to figure the game out. They still, it's probably still even difficult when Calipari is teaching them certain things, like when he's telling, explaining stuff to them and teaching them different offense and um, trying to explain the defense to them. And then they got to go out here and just try to learn it on the fly. They like, you know, if if they were more experienced players, this the learning process, the learning curve would be a, a little lower and um they will probably process the information easier and um you know they probably be able to uh add more stuff to their game and it would just be a lot more consistency and you know the most consistent players this year have been outside of like Rob Dillingham and Reed Shepard the most consistent players have been the older guys it's been the Trey Mitchells it's been the Antonio Reeves, it's been the Adu Theros, um, even to a degree, Anyenzo, um, they have been the guys that pretty much, you know, you know what we're going to get every single time they step on the court. And it's just kind of hard with freshmen because you just, like I said, you don't really know um, what to expect from game to game. And DJ Wagner is a perfect example of that because last couple of games, DJ really ain't had it going. Um, but all throughout the season, he's had moments where he's looked really like a high quality player. Uh, I think he had the, he had a, a ridiculous game where he did big, uh, big numbers. I think he was like, it was like 30 something. It might've been 38 if I remember correctly. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was like a high thirties or something like that. So, you know, he has his moments where he put one together and, um, he looks ready to go and then he'll have, you know, a game like tonight where, and I mean, he had four assists, um, but he only gave us four points and we just need more than that from DJ. Um, but that's just a part of being young, I guess. Um, and being inconsistent, but yeah, uh, that's, that's just the, 
that's one of the bad things about Kentucky basketball is with Calipari always having young teams. It's like basically we need freshmen to develop into seniors in the short period of time that they here. We need them playing on a level that Reeves, that Trey Mitchell is playing on, even though, you know, they've only had a few games under their belt. Um, cause we just aren't afforded the time to wait for them to become good, to wait for them to become consistent. We need them to do it now, like immediately. So, you know, that's, that's the frustrating part about, you know, Cal's process with, uh, Kentucky and his recruiting. Um, Thero has been making some insane plays above the rim lately. Yeah. Uh, Thero definitely attacks the basket. Some sometimes Thero uh, attacks the basket, and he he might need to to take one more dribble to get a little closer. But um, yeah, he he goes hard to the rim, and he um, and he gonna try to go up and punch on anybody, left handed, right handed, it don't matter. Like um, when he gets going, he's trying to finish, and um, he's getting a lot better at it actually. Um. You know, earlier in the season, he got blocked a little bit. He was kind of uh, taking – I think he was taking off too far away from the rim so that, you know, when, you know, the defenders was attacking him, he wasn't elevating as high. But now I think he's starting to figure it out a little bit better. Um, but he, it's just the same with him. Like, even though he's one of our more experienced players, he still really doesn't have a whole lot of experience. So he's still growing too. Um but I think he's starting to figure it out. I think he's starting to get more comfortable. He's definitely more confident. Um, so I definitely uh, love the way he's playing, man. Um, and like I said, I don't I don't think they can win the championship without him playing at a high level. So once again, salute to uh, Adu for sure. Which players do you think will be back next season? Oh, man, this this hurts me to say this but I don't think most of them will, will be back. Um, let's see. Let's go through the list. I don't think Edwards will be back. I think he should come back, but I don't think he will be. Reeves, we know Reeves is going to be gone. Wagner is the same way. I don't think Wagner will be back, but I think Wagner should come back. Thero. I'm kind of up in the air with Thero. I'm not really sure. Um, I honestly, if a, if Thero didn't come alive in the middle of the season like this, I was expecting Thero to transfer because I'm pretty sure he probably considered it last season um, because he probably felt like he didn't really get a fair chance to really get on the court and get some minutes. Um, so I was expecting him to transfer, and then he – if you remember, he took a long time before he actually announced it. So um, I was happy that he stayed. Um, but I could see him potentially coming back another year because now he probably feels confident. Like if he does come back, he will definitely be starting, which I believe he's going to start for the rest of the time that he's at Kentucky, however long that may be, whether that be just this season or the next two seasons. I think he's He's pretty much solidified himself as he's going to be a starter. He's, I think he's, as long as he keeps working hard, he keeps trying to improve, keeps, you know, playing hard, I think he's going to be a starter. But I ain't for sure about him. Onyenzo, 
I think Anyenzo needs to come back. Hopefully he does. Um, but he's kind of in that same boat to me as Thero because obviously uh, he did put his name in the transfer portal last year. And for some reason or another, he pulled it out, came to Kentucky. I'm glad that he came back because obviously we needed his shot blocking. Uh, hopefully that he stays. But he probably is now starting to get more attention from, you know, as far as the NBA stuff goes, he probably wouldn't get drafted in the first round, but you know that they probably ain't never stopped nobody from going. Um, and then obviously I think big Z is going to go. I think Dillingham's going to go. I'm pretty sure Reed Shepard's going to go. Bradshaw is going to go. And I don't think any of them, even Dillingham will start or contribute significantly to an NBA team next year. I think they all it's going to take them two to four years probably, and then they'll, I think they'll all be good ball players after that. But um, I don't think any of them are going to come back. But I I would like all of them to, uh, because I'm pretty sure if the majority of this team came back next year, I do think they could hang banner number nine if if they aren't able to get it this season. Um, I'd be extremely confident in them. If they came back, uh, especially if, you know, they added a couple of, the, you know, the pieces, the the commitments that they got, they added them to the team. I'd be pretty confident with what they could do. Uh, and Jordan Burks, um, Jordan Burks is um, another one that to me, I feel like. Um, I hope that he stays at Kentucky. I'm pretty sure he won't put his name in the draft, but. I'm just worried that he may decide to transfer somewhere else because he's the one this year that's kind of getting, you know, the short end of the stick when it comes to playing time. He had a couple of games where he got, um, you know, some decent amount of minutes. He had a game where he played really well, where he was one of the better players that night. Um, but he just hasn't had enough opportunity to really get out there on, and develop on the court. Uh, he seems positive. He seems like he doesn't have a, you know, he's not looking like one of these guys that's, that's giving up, that's quitting on the team. He seems real positive. Like he's really like, you know, committed to Kentucky basketball right now. Um, so hopefully he'll stay. Uh, I seen that, I seen that, uh, I seen that Jaden was, um, was, was, uh, he was in the building, man, and 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 I can't wait to see what he does next year. You know, plus uh, we'll have a uh, Samto Cyril. So the the good thing that I'm I'm seeing with some of the guys that's coming in next year is that some of these dudes look physically developed. Um, they might not be, you know, as big and as strong as like college juniors and seniors, but they definitely look like a you know, a more developed class of freshmen than we've had uh, in the last few years at Kentucky. So definitely, uh, you know, I, I can't wait to see what these guys can do. Uh, Shepard and Perry would be fun to watch play together. Two Kentucky boys, both great shooters. Yeah, I, I watched them play against each other in the Sweet 16 uh tournament last year um 
I I I love both of them. I th- I think they both uh can hoop for real. And uh hopefully uh I might get to go watch uh Perry play in the Sweet 16 tournament this year depending on what my work schedule is. But um if I'm available, I'm going to go check him out. Um but yeah, they 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 were getting busy last year um and I'm pretty sure uh you know, Perry's going to be one of those guys that you know, he going when he come in the game, he gonna be ready to let it fly, and um, he gonna be a shooter. It would be nice if he was on this team with the way these guys shoot the three. Um, if he was standing over in the corner, wide open, uh, he would get a, you know, he'd give you a six to eight uh, points a game easy. I think just catching and shooting, um, because he, you know, he's had some games in high school where he's exploded. I think one game he might have hit like fourteen threes or something like that. He might have done that multiple times. I. So, um, yeah, I, I can't wait to see what he does. Hit the like button. Salute to you, man. Salute to you guys, though. Um, I appreciate y'all. You know, uh, you know what it is. Uh, one, one big sports and discourse family. Uh, and, and I feel, I feel bad. Some of the nights when I don't get to stream after the game, cause I just be, it'd be so late and I have to get up so early for work and, uh, I just can't do it, but I try to get it in when whenever I can. Um, and like I said, always uh, I I want to uh, try to expand the platform and try to figure out ways to help it grow. So, you know, if you you guys got any suggestions, you know, feel free to shoot them uh, my way. And uh, eventually, um, like I said, once I figure out my work schedule and stuff like that, uh i'm uh and especially in the summertime uh, when things slow down i might have to start inviting some of you guys on the show so we can just talk uh uk sports together um because you know obviously you know i enjoy uh rapping with you guys but it would be nice to uh you know have some face-to-face time with some of y'all so we definitely uh we got to get that in man but anyways uh yeah i guess we'll wrap it up right there guys a great bounce back victory against alabama we needed this one in the worst way uh go big blue as always and um hopefully uh they can expand on this and uh we can uh you know close this season out the best way possible hopefully uh hanging another banner man but uh anyways you guys feel free to uh you know keep commenting and let me know what you think and uh we'll get back at it next time sports and discourse with Derek Stevenson <laughs>